Welcome to the podcast series, Animated Living, where we help you to live out the best version of you, the most animated version of you. I'm Ian Freestone, and I'm your host. When people think of animation, they tend to think of Disney or Pixar, but that, of course, is just one meaning of the word. Animation comes from the Latin word anima, which means living being. So animation is the act of bringing something to life. So in traditional Disney-style animation, before computers came along, an animator would give life to a bunch of little drawings by having each one slightly different to the next and then by joining them together one after the other very quickly, it gives the sense of being in motion. Thus, something that was inanimate is now said to be animated. Well, that's all very well for cartoons, but what about people? I'm sure you know that it's possible to be surviving, but not thriving. It's possible to be alive, but not really living. It's possible to be breathing, but to feel lifeless. This is where animated living comes in. Animated living comes alongside others in order to see them come more fully into life. So they are not just existing or going through the motions or being a cog in the wheel or a slave to others' expectations or trapped by their own fears, but freed to be fully human. I first came across this notion of animation about 20 years ago when I was doing my Master's in Adult Education. Professor David Bowd, who I must invite on this podcast at some point, was using the term in the context of experiential learning. He had borrowed it from community-based education movements that had sprung up in France in the 1950s. These were small groups, typically youth, who often would come together from disadvantaged backgrounds. They would come feeling disenfranchised, they had no social capital, and they would meet together regularly and discuss their situation. Each small group was facilitated by an animator or animator. These animators were not there as learned professionals to instruct the ignorant, but they were there to fan into flame the capacity of these community members to see how they could be engaged in their own transformation. It was an alongside role, not a top-down, do-as-I-say type model. As a community-based model of education and as a model of self-empowerment, animation became hugely popular in the middle of the 20th century. It found traction among a lot of grassroots church communities outside of the established church, particularly in poorer areas, in Latin America, in Asia, in Africa. Even though many of these groups did not use the term animation and animator, the concept was the same, encapsulated in the phrase, see, judge, and act. That is, human beings are capable, when given the opportunity, of one, seeing what they need to learn or seeing what needs to change. Two, judging what steps they can take to bring transformation. And three, taking appropriate action to see that change come to pass. Animation is an empowering model because no longer are the answers out there somewhere. The sole possession of the rich, the powerful and the educated, the answers are right here, right now. 
and I can make a difference. That's animation. It's life coming to those who have the capacity for change but may not have realised it before. Often it takes the work of a skilled animator to facilitate that kind of awareness, but having been made aware, the group is now empowered to take whatever action is needed to bring social change. The animator is alongside them to support them, not to control them. So that's just a bit of background on animation as a model for social change and community education. Fast forward to July 2018, I've just completed my second master's degree and a thesis on animation. And I thought to myself, hang on, this is a perfect model for life coaching. Long story short, at the beginning of 2020, I took all of my learnings and began to devise a simple model for coaching called animation coaching, applicable not just to individuals, but to organizations, businesses, and not-for-profits. I then started taking on some private clients, and here's why I'm excited about it. Animation coaching says your problem, whatever it is, is not the problem. The problem is focusing on the problem. If we're going to come more fully into life, if we're going to be able to change ourselves and our environments, we first need to shift our focus from problem-focused to solution-focused. How do we do that? The answer is in giving closer attention to those things that bring life. Things like play and adventure and creativity and rest and community and yes, even a good night's sleep. When our focus switches to the life-giving forces all around us, we become more alive and we become life-givers, change agents. This is the secret to an animated life. These principles work for individuals, they work for teams of people, they work for organisations, businesses, not-for-profit. The key question becomes, where is the life? How can I lean into that? How can I amplify that? So that's what Animated Living is all about. The podcast that I'll be presenting from here on will feature people I call experts in living life. They're not perfect people, who is? but they are people who are focused on living life to the full and helping others do the same. If that's where you want your focus to be in 2021 and beyond, then stick around. Subscribe to this podcast, join our Facebook group, make a comment or ask a question, visit our website, myanimatedlife.com. That's myanimatedlife.com. And from there, you can download additional resources and sign up to our newsletter. I'm excited for what's ahead, and my hope for this podcast is that it provides practical help for you to live out the best version of you, the most animated version of you. I'm Ian Freestone, and I'll catch you in the next episode.